Welcome to GCAF, a weekly podcast by the Beacon Center of Tennessee. I am Taylor, joined by my co-pilot here, Mark. Um, how's your day going so far? It's been good. I got a coffee. Um, you got in a car accident, so I did. not as good for you, but it's been great for me. I got rear-ended this morning. Listen to how nice this is. Mark was actually nice to me, believe it or not. No, and don't he, tell people that. I don't like that. And he got me a coffee and left it on my desk. So when I got done with all the police stuff, I came into a hot coffee. So thanks, Mark. Cheers to friendship. We only fight. <laughs> we I, I don't like compliments. I'm not into it. <laughs> He's really nice. He doesn't deserve it most of the time, so i got to slip him in. Um, so we have a few really interesting things to talk about this week, and one I'm really curious about, so we're going to start with it. Um, Mark saw a movie a couple weeks ago, and usually I'm the movie seer of our... That's not true. I see so many movies. Okay. Well, I feel like I'm the more cultured of the two, but Mark... I, I never said that wasn't true. I just see more movies. Okay, awful fair. movies, but see them. Right. Well, if this one's awful, then you're going to be held responsible, but yep. Mark has been talking about this movie nonstop and said that it really kind of applies to what we talk about a lot of times um, as far as politics and culture. So tell us about the movie and tell us why you liked it and why you think it applies to so us. So I actually saw the movie twice in the theaters, which is the first time I've ever done that. Wow. It's called Long Shot. It's the one with Seth Rogen and um, what's the woman's name? I haven't seen uh, it. Char- Charlize Theron. Okay. I don't know if I pronounce that Charlie's right. Theron. Yep. Yeah. Theron sounds classier, though. Yeah, it does. Um, but, yeah, so I saw this movie, and basically it's about, and it had the, uh, it's, it's a woman running for president, and it's like, it's another Girl political power. movie. Girl power. That's right. So the movie stars, and it's like, it feels like one of those same old movies where you have uh, the president's a, a TV star, and once to get out is, is really dumb, and this woman's like this great crusader who's fighting for climate change, and it's like, it felt like it was going to be another movie just trashing Republicans. Wah, wah. Yeah, it's like the purge. I mean, I I mean, think about or TV shows that you watch. You watch West Wing. Madam Secretary, West Wing, Scandal, all the things. Yeah. Yeah, and they all they all they all trash Republicans. They make Democrats look these incredible people, and it's always like the rich billionaire moguls, the Mm -hmm. who's trying to kill everyone is the is the Republican. Of course, classic. So I watched. I mean, it's a pretty good movie. And then something crazy happened. So Ice Cube's son. Do you know who Ice Cube is? I know who Ice Cube okay, is. Okay, well, yeah. Ice Cube is the rapper from NWA, right. and like, and he has and he does the kids movies too. Are we there yet? Oh, I forgot he did kids yeah, movies. Yeah. Wow, really well well rounded guy. That's right. He's, he's, he's the OG. Um, so he's in this movie, and he's like the best guy in this movie. Really nice guy, like really helping his friends out. And as Seth Rogen goes on this this trashing of, of Republicans, he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm a Republican, by the way." And he's like, "GOP and GOD." That's what he says in the movie. But like, it's just one of those things. Like if felt like it was going to go down the same path of just divisiveness, make the Republicans look like idiots, and the, whether it's um, subtly or not subtly. And then, like, the best, nicest character in the movie was an African-American guy who was a Republican. He was funny, and he was, like, literally the best guy in that movie. Honestly, that makes me so happy because, I mean, I could talk about it till I'm blue in the face, but we talk about divisiveness and how everybody's trashing everybody else, and um, I'm so sick of that in pop culture. I think I claim it all the time. I'm the pop culture junkie. I, like, live for pop culture, but I just have gotten so sick of all of this stuff that I'm seeing. So it's kind of refreshing. Maybe I'll need to go see that this weekend. It's so refreshing. Like it, It's so messed up that we have to be like, that. Like we're like, oh, that's exciting that, <laughs> that they actually portray a Republican as not the worst person in the world. <laughs> we're like taking a segment of our podcast to praise this movie for I know. Like, having positive light. Yeah, and, and, and like I mean, they, and they show Democrats a good like too, but that's fine. It's like you just want like there's good people on both sides, there's bad people on both sides, and it doesn't have to be every millionaire bo- millionaire mogul who wants to destroy the world's a Republican. It doesn't have to be that way. Amen. There are good people on both sides, which is a good transition. I'm getting really yep. good at these transitions, which is a good transition <laughs> to what we wanted. To, okay, what we want to talk about next is I've had a really cool week. Um, the R Street Institute from DC. They well, brought, explain what R Street is. Yeah, first. they so they're a. 
a nationally focused, but also state focused. So they they take on issues on the national level, but they also come into states to do several things. Um, and they're a policy organization, just like Beacon, but they're bigger. And they have really been focusing on criminal justice lately. And one of the things they've been focusing on in criminal justice is reentry. And um, a large percentage of prisoners will go back out into society and a lot of them you know unfortunately don't have skills to keep a job or have a job or anything and so we've really been focusing on what those reentry programs look like and our street brought a big group of people from all over the country um, criminal rights act criminal justice rights activists um, and we did some tours of Tennessee prisons and first of all I'll say that prison's a scary place <laughs> don't go <laughs> don't go don't do kids. I'm saying that just to mark mostly because he's he's my biggest scare what? I'm going to do after today is, is not going to be great. So I'm, glad oh. I'm, I'm glad I'm prepped for it. Well, at least Mark's not drinking beer right now. Like he that, said he was going to do last week. That, that I know, know of. of. Shoot, hey. what's in this yeah, cup? Yeah, nope, you can't, nope, can't say. <laughs> um, don't ask, don't tell. Don't oh. <laughs> That's what that really means. Things are really <laughs> happening here right now, you guys. But... Prison's a scary place, but Tennessee's doing some really awesome things. We learned about a program that Lipscomb is doing where they're coming in and helping prisoners get degrees, um, undergraduate degrees, master's degrees. They brought a seminary program in. Um, people are getting jobs. The Tennessee Department of Corrections partnering with Tennessee Department of Transportation to help people get jobs they can hold on to after their sentence is over. I mean, there's some really cool things going on, and we always say that Tennessee is um, going to catch up with Texas and, and take the take the lead on criminal justice reform and I think we're we're getting there. Well let me ask you so you saw these things like did you feel like there's a lot of innovation because I mean that that's what we keep talking about is innovation in the prison system or like the criminal justice system to try to help these people so when they get out they're good. There really is and there's been a big focus lately on mental health um, rehabilitation and what we talked about for a good chunk of time yesterday was um, when they have to, they they call it, I think they call it like restriction or something like that. It's basically um, solitary confinement. And they're trying to do a lot more programs to help these prisoners get out of solitary confinement for more, more than just the two hours a day, give them more time to interact and really get them the mental health treatment that they need so they can cut down on the people that are in solitary confinement, really get them back out socializing if they prove that they can do that. Now, do they have to? Because I... I I would like solitary confinement if I don't have to talk to people. I mean, are they forced to leave? I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm good in here. I think that you would explode if you were by yourself for 22 hours well, out of the yeah, day. But, but think about how good it would be for society if I don't have to like, actually interact now, with people. Now, if we can get, if t anyone from TDOC, if you're listening, <laughs> if we could get solitary confinement for Mark, I'd be totally behind that. Keep up with what you're doing with everybody else coming out but of solitary me, confinement, yes. but let's put Mark in there for I, the good of everybody. For the good of all the people. <laughs> yes. Exactly right. But yeah, there's a lot of innovation going on. Um, I'm really excited to see what Tennessee's got going gonna happen in the next few years um, but y'all keep an eye out for Tennessee we're coming as far as criminal justice reform goes and Governor Lee I mean he's focused on it we got a lot of people behind us a lot of powerful folks wanting to see this system change and uh, if you haven't seen it yet you should read um, our CEO Justin Owen did not been in the Daily Caller that's yes. really good that talks about how Tennessee's kind of not only catching up to the other places but like we're starting to lead southern yeah. states like we kind of went from like way behind we were like last place in the race we're like third now. I know. And Justin really did a, a, he highlighted it really well. We'll share that on social media today. We'll reshare it today. But um, yeah, we're catching up. We're going to win. There's that, my competitive spirit's coming out. We're going to win. Um, as, and which ultimately is just going to 
results in great outcomes for everybody. Absolutely. Amen. Roll okay, Tide. So what's next? Nope. Did it can't say Roll Tide. I'm not going to accept that. <laughs> the SEC is the worst. Okay. We're going to have to do an entire episode. We, yeah, we'll do an SEC that. episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where we can fight about it. Oh, yeah, my And I'll gosh. win. Okay, Stay what's tuned, next? Folks. We have one more thing, right? So, yeah. The last thing I wanted to talk about um, is something that I'm going to defer to your opinion first because I get really fired up on it. Um, the Democrats on Capitol Hill in D.C. this week um, proposed that we increase the smoking age no. to 21. No. Well, first of all, it wasn't the Democrats. Mitch McConnell is the one who came up with this. I think it was the Democrats with him. So yes. I, so, I mean, it wasn't. Fair. Let's not just blame them. You're like you're like the villains in the movies. <laughs> you're just the other villain. way. Yeah, you're being rude. Well, I saw a video of the Democrats talking <laughs> They like about it, too. It. They like it, too. Yeah, everyone but, likes it. Um, so here's here's a little dose of my take on it. I understand. I had to Google this because I didn't know. That, but people's lungs mature up through the age of 20 to 25. And so up until age 21, people's lungs are still maturing. Um and so the health concern, yes, I understand there's a health concern behind smoking before age 21. Sure. However, there's a health concern for smoking no matter what age Correct. you are. So when are we going to start holding people responsible for their decisions and stop policing your personal decisions? Yeah, it's like, it's like if you feel like that's the case, just ban it for everyone, which I mean, I'm not for. I want to be clear about that. Right. I'm not for that. But like, how is it consistent to say, oh yeah, you can serve in war for our country and die for our country. You can vote. You can vote, but no, you cannot smoke cigarettes. I mean, you can Bit. You could probably smoke weed in some states today. I don't, I don't know the rules. I don't know the like, rules either, but how are we going to say, yeah, if you can drive a car, if you can be trusted out on the road 16, driving a car right. at 16, endangering other people's lives. I still endanger other people's lives when I drive. Yes. And I mean, not, as, not as much the person behind you today. but yeah. person behind me really was endangering lives today. I'm still triggered. Let's not too soon. But, um, I mean, why are we... Why are we telling people what they can and cannot do as far as making a decision that only <laughs> damages their own health and bumping that up to age 21? And the smoking thing's weird, too, because, I mean, I think we can say, honestly, that neither of us smoke. No. It's gross. I'm not a fan of it. Not a, but not a fan. But the point is, like, why is it our duty to tell people? And, like, not even just people. Like, why are we saying, oh, bars in this city can't allow smoking? It's like, if they don't want to, that's their decision. But, like, you yes. shouldn't force them not to do that. Exactly. And it's like, and if, and if I don't want to go to a smoky bar, which I don't really care for, I just won't go. And I've done that a million times. I've walked into a bar and said, nope, I do not want my clothes to smell. I don't want my hair to smell. Well, I mean, I'm they already do, here. but yeah. <laughs> more than normal. I got to. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to this, well, honestly. I'm being roasted. He went more, from, more showers. He went from buying me coffee to, like, absolutely ripping me apart. I like so. to be nice in private and like really mean in public. I okay. think that's, I think that's I think that's a good way to get big, right? So what y'all are seeing here is not an accurate representation of Mark. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a I'm a great person. I'm a great person. But but no, but that is a. I do think the smoking thing's weird because like we're not for. We think it's terrible. And it's like and all these advocates like oh it, it takes lives and all these things like yeah of course like we all know that we it's agree. On the packet of cigarettes, the Surgeon General's warning, it's there. We just don't think the government should decide it. What I mean, eighteen twenty one. It's like why do you raise the age? Like, why? What's the reasoning? What's the point? of this is this just another and this is where my cynical side comes out is this just another thing to make make it look like everything is happy and smiling and sweet up on Capitol Hill and they're trying to protect people and save lives when in reality they're not working together on the things that actually matter no so why do we care I, I don't care if they want to raise the smoking age 21 it's no, not it doesn't affect us it doesn't affect us but also 
it really ticks me off to see them all up there smiling, link, locking arms and being yeah. like, we're going to tackle this together. Here's what you should tackle together is substantial tax reform, working on health care, um, things that actually matter. The problem is that they don't agree on those things, so you can't really tackle something. But they, what they, I'm they, saying is get there and try to agree on those things, spend your time working on that as opposed to these dumb things that just look good on social media. I agree. So just a PSA, we are not for smoking. No. I, just, I just made that clear. You should not smoke. But if you do... The government shouldn't tell you exactly. how I, and when. I will tell you, not the government. Yeah, let Mark don't tell smoke you. if you want to end up like me. I mean, I don't smoke, but... From his solitary confinement cell. Solitary confinement cell for smoking at age 19. That's what I would probably get solitary confinement for. You would get solitary confinement for a lot of well, things. Well, we're going yeah, to keep that quiet. Um, so we should go. I think it's like a million minutes. I, I know. I think I we've I, been talking for a long time. But again, um, let us know what you want to hear us talk about next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we, took, we, we got some comments and we, we took some of them into consideration. And yeah, and we love to hear from you. So let us know what you want to hear next week. Thanks for joining us on Decaf. We'll talk to you again soon.